You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. And welcome back. I'm Heather Caro. And I'm Dr. Chris Bergwald. And we're your host today for Real Presence Live. Thank you for joining us today. It's been a great conversation we've had already for the first hour. If you've missed any of it, always a reminder that you can check it out on realpresenceradio.com. We put up the podcast later today or early tomorrow, depending on what's going on in the office. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, really? Yeah, literally. <laughs> we're, we're a small staff, Dr. Bergwald. I understand. So, you know. Uh, coming up next, I'm excited to introduce Sarah Hofflander. Sarah, thanks for joining us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. So tell the folks a little bit about yourself. Um, I am a wife and mother. I'm staying home right now with our four young children. Um, I'm doing school with them right now. I'm working with a couple other families on a classical curriculum. Um, But I originally came to Sioux Falls to teach theology at O'Gorman, so I taught there for six years. Um, and prior to that, I had a degree in catechetics and theology from Franciscan University of Steubenville. Yes, so, you did, Sarah. <laughs> I, right? Yeah. Do you guys know each other? No. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but yeah, he's uh, way too old, was isn't one he? of the first people I met. Um, yeah. I moved to Sioux Falls when my oh. professors yeah. introduced us. So. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Mutual friend. Yeah, one of her professors, good, a friend of mine. Yeah. Very uh-huh. cool. Yeah. And, and where are you from originally, Sarah? Owatonna, Minnesota. Owatonna. Oh. Yep. So rural, southern, the southern part of the Archdiocese is in Paul, Minneapolis, right? Uh, no, you... it's in Winona Diocese. Winona Diocese, oh, okay. okay. Yeah, um, right on the north part. So yeah, north you drive, part. like, <clears throat> Faribault, where the bishop is from, is very close to Owatonna, and that's in um, very good. Archdiocese, but yeah. Well, I'm very excited to have you on today, sir, because um, you. you're part of a community of women um, She's not that, just part of it, but anyway. She what? <laughs> She's not just part of it, she but go is. ahead. <laughs> well, that offers support for young women who are discerning a vocation. So I wanted to start yeah. kind of um, earlier in your life. So you have discerned a life of marriage, um, mm-hmm. your vocation of marriage. How did you come about that? What was your journey like? Um, You know, I, I mean, I guess if you go way back, like in high school, it was very clear to me that the Lord wanted me to just offer my whole life to Him. Um, I knew He was calling me to be a high school theology teacher, and so that's why I went to Steubenville. I uh, was to study catechetics and theology to uh, be a high school theology teacher. And so just within the context of that, like that was the first inkling of vocation. Um, I recognized I had a charism for teaching. And so then it was just, you know, Lord, however you want to use my life, go for it. Um, I always just had a more natural yearning for marriage, which is very natural. Um, And so religious life existed in my mind, but I didn't really experience it as a call. Um, There was one point in college where it was just like a two-week time period where I was like, oh, no, I think I might be called to religious life. Like There's just kind of this this new desire that was surfacing in my heart, and I was just really praying through that. Um, And then... At the end of those two weeks, I happened to be on a retreat, and it was like the Lord just restored that original call back into my heart um, towards marriage. Uh, it was like He was just wanting me to give Him everything. It's like, even if this isn't what I desire for you, would you say yes? 
And when we came to that place of saying yes, then he was like, that's right, I'm still calling you to marriage. Um, so it was something I was very open to. Uh, I really was attracted to it. I'm still very attracted to religious life, but um, it wasn't the calling that he gave me. Beautiful. Well, and I think that's important. I think that even if you feel one calling, do you recommend that everybody look at all the callings or do you just stick with the one? Um, I mean, you know, discernment is a process, you know, it's not necessarily something you figure out on day one. Mm -hmm. Um, So, I mean, we can't really understand what a calling could look like if you don't see that, you know, like you can never discern marriage well without being around healthy marriages. Mm-hmm. Um, you couldn't, you know, it means you really see it in its driving environment. So, you know, with religious life, I think it makes sense for everyone um, at some point to, you know, immerse themselves in it and to do a visit or just to spend time with those who are religious to whatever extent you can. Um, I was just actually talking with a young woman recently who just has been around a particular religious order lately and is just so attracted to them. And she's like, what is this? Why is this so attractive? Mm. Um, yeah, so we need to, to encounter it first uh, to know, I guess. I love that. So when you were growing up, you said that you had considered a vocation to the religious life for a couple of weeks um, and mm-hmm. that you were on retreat. What kind of a formation did you have? Uh, so this was all during uh, my college years. Okay. Uh, you know, so I had a, a wonderful, you know, place of formation. You know, when I think of you know, what a person needs to be able to discern. I definitely had all that. Like at Franciscan, um, there was, you know, I was taking theology courses, so I was really understanding the teachings of the faith and, you know, what that, you know, even just the universal call to holiness, you know, beginning from that standpoint, like what that really means. Um, you know, and then there's just a very vibrant uh, spiritual life on campus. So people really mm-hmm. just... Uh, supported and growing, and just all of our relationships were rooted in the love of the Lord. Uh, there were religious communities present on campus, um, so that also was a, a really great place of formation, uh, household life. So, yeah, I have a just it was beautiful, you know, immersion. Right. Well, and that and that brings me to my next question is, okay, so now you're here in Sioux Falls, um, mm-hmm. you have beautiful young daughters um, and mm-hmm. a young son. What came, why did you feel like this was a calling to start this group at St. Lambert Parish? <laughs> That's a great question. Uh, this didn't come from me, it came from the Lord. Um, so just in prayer throughout this past year, you know, the, I think this time when the pandemic started, I just really recognized a call from the Lord to receive silence as a fullness, not as an emptiness. And so mm. uh, just allowing more silence in my day and in my life, but then in those moments of silence to just be with the Lord, you know, throughout my daily life as a mother. And slowly this word kept coming up in prayer that he desired a movement of contemplatives. Um, and you know, resting in that, like, what does that mean, you know, movement of contemplatives, and just how much, um, you know, what we do as, as the body of Christ, it has to, you know, if it's going to thrive, all of our ministries should be run by those who are contemplative, whose hearts are resting in the Lord. So if our schools are run by contemplatives, they'll, you know, reach their fullest potential, or our ministry to the homeless or to the poor, whatever, anything we do, um, if, it's, if it was done 
from that, that place of contemplation, it would, you know, bear greater fruit. Um, so, you know, she's like, okay, yes, that is a good point, Lord. Um, <laughs> and then it, this is just something I received. Uh, you know, somebody explained to me that it's called an intellectual illumination. So uh, just this idea of a community where um, young women would be, be supported individually and together to discern religious life. Um, and so I received this in prayer, and again, it was like, that's neat, Lord, um, but it just didn't fit into my paradigm at all. So, like, I have no idea what this means, I have no idea how to bring anything into fruition or whatever, so just continued to place that back, like, that's, good job, Lord. Um, and then, you know, finally, it just, there's just this moment where it was just, like, intense, and it's just like, Lord's like, no, it's now. And it's like, okay. Um, and so... I had met with a couple of friends, um, Mo and Trisha Irvine. They have two sisters who are religious, and they also went to Steubenville. Uh, and I felt like they just had a, more of a grasp of what this seemed like, because it reminded me of household life on uh, campus at Franciscan, uh, but also, you know, preparing for religious life. And so just kind of fleshing out, okay, I'm receiving this in prayer. What would this be? You know, how, what, what could this do? And so we really talked through it, and I actually kind of drafted the concept. Um, and again, I let, let that be. I didn't really do much with it. Um, and then uh, the Eric Gallagher ended up having a conversation with Mo Irvine. He's just mentioning, you know, we need to do something to support female vocations. And Mo just goes, oh, Sarah Hoffinger knows what to do. <laughs> um, and then she actually showed up at my house later that night. We had a, a different gathering, and uh, she just walks in the door. She's like, Sarah, I'm so sorry. <laughs> and I was like, did you run over a bike in my driveway? <laughs> <laughs> but she's like, no, I told Eric about your, you know, this community that you want to start. And it's like, okay. Um, so then that just got the ball rolling and right away we met and he said, let's do this. Um, so it wasn't something that I was trying to do of myself and it was actually kind of confusing. You know, like, why is this something that the Lord wants? But um, it's been amazing because I just recognize how much he's leading it uh, just because I'm limited in my capacity to go out and do things. You know, I'm busy with kids all the time, and doors are just opening. Like, every day, I'd like three different people contact me yesterday about different ways they want to be involved in. Mm. Like, great, sure. Wow. Um, yeah, so it's just kind of continuing and growing, and I feel like it's like a, an adventure novel. Like, I don't know what comes next, but something does, and that's, it's beautiful, and just kind of keep going. Well, I think this is really exciting because it kind of ties into our last conversation, Chris. It does. Chris, it absolutely does. About, I think Sarah knows that, too. <laughs> yeah, I think she does. Because, it, you know, we were discussing what is God calling us to do. The diocesan vision, Sarah. To be part of the new evangelization, you know. And uh -huh. this is a prime example of you listening to what God is wanting you from you to do. Mm -hmm. And to me, as as... I'm I I'm, as I'm looking at your family and I know how young your children are and stuff. This seems like way out in left field. Uh huh. It does totally left field. Like wow, where did this come from, God? So let's uh -huh. we're going to dive into that a little bit more. Um, just how you do this, how you uh, knew that it was the right thing with such young children, and um, so much on your plate already. So I want to discuss a little bit more of that when we come back from our break, but we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, more with Sarah Hofflander. We'll be right back. Live, engaging, 
and local. This is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hi, I'm Carrie Dew, Executive Director at Riverview Place Senior Living Community in Fargo. For over 35 years, we've been honored to nourish our residents in mind, body, and spirit. We offer a full calendar of activities, events, and faith-based programming, and the best food in town. Our independent and assisted living residents thrive in our warm, comfortable, and compassionate community. We'd love to meet you. Call Marin or Katie today at 701-237-4700 to line up a tour. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. Have interruptions impacted your charitable giving? If you feel like you have less to give this year or are waiting until you get through these recent challenges, we want to let you know about some creative gift options that won't cost you a dime this year. For example, you could designate Real Presence Radio as the beneficiary of all or percentage of your IRA or make RPR beneficiary of a percentage of your estate or specific asset. Make a bequest commitment gift this year without impacting your savings or investments. To learn more about the benefits of making a charitable bequest, please visit our plan giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. The Mustard Seed Catholic Store is South Dakota's place to purchase Catholic books, gifts, and decor. With locations in Rapid City and Sioux Falls, we are here to provide you with gifts for the Catholic occasions in your life. From baptism to First Communion, confirmation to weddings, and ordinations, we pride ourselves in having local artists share their creative talents, making rosaries, crucifixes, artwork, coffee, and books. We are located in Rapid City on Main Street, in the new Diocesan Building, or in Sioux Falls on Grange Avenue across from Costco. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. I'm Heather Caro. And I'm Dr. Chris Bergwald. And we're broadcasting today from Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Thank you for joining us today. We've been uh, having a great conversation with Sarah Hofflander. She is part of a group of women who provide support for young women who are discerning a vocation to the religious life. So we've been kind of talking about a little bit of your background, Sarah. And I just want to make clear that you are married with how many young children? Four? Four young children. Four young children. And Lucia, who is in now in college. college. So mm-hmm. you have a busy, busy household. Before break, I had asked you, uh, you felt a calling to start this group for young women. Um, how do you handle it all? Why I feel like this is so out of left field. How do you how did you come to know that this is truly what God wanted from you? Ooh, oh that's a good question. Um well, so you know when when the Lord asks, then our response should never be no, but it's like, you know, when Mary received mm. the call to be the mother of Jesus, her answer, her question is, how can this be? Mm. Um, so it's not a rejection. It's more just like a, Lord, clarify this. <laughs> how How right. is this going to happen? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I guess for myself, that it has always been the question of how can this be? How can this um, come together? You know, for 
this particular project. It's just been one step at a time. So uh, it, real things really got off the ground, actually, right as our school year was ending. And our family life is ridiculous in the summertime. So my husband is a teacher, and I stay home with our kids. And so it's just leisure for three months. <laughs> um, and so actually, at tons of time, uh, you know, we can just kind of pass kids back and forth between my husband and I if we <laughs> need to meet up with someone or... Um, Go to adoration. I've been going to prayer a lot more, um, making phone calls, whatever. It's it's been pretty simple. So, and then we also do school up in the cathedral building, and so mm. actually to meet up, like I just meet up with anybody at the diocese. I can just kind of pop over there while my kids are working on stuff, and um, yeah. So it it is one of those things where it just happens to work. And if it were the case where suddenly it's like, wow, this is detrimental to my vocation as a mother, then. Uh, I'd have to ask the Lord that question again, you know, how are we doing this? Um, but, you know, a lot of it is just really simple things. You know, it might be a phone call or a few phone calls talking to someone or sending a few text messages or, um, you know, just organizing. You know, a lot of stuff, too, really is the fruit of prayer life. You know, some of the things I need to come up with are just we're going to have some formation nights throughout the semester. And so who would be a good person to have and what would be good things to talk about. And it just comes through prayer, you know, so as long as I'm making time to pray, then there's, there's clarity. So, Sarah, you just spoke about some of the things that uh, the group's going to be doing. I think that's a good transition mm-hmm. to talk about what exactly yeah. uh, the, the <clears throat> kinds of things that the group does. And, and first, we should talk a little bit about, actually, there, there is a name to this quote-unquote group. Uh, um, Ecce Angela Domini, which is Latin, Sarah, for... Behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. Mm-hmm. So Mary's response to Gabriel when he invited her at the Lord's behest to become the mother right. of God. Why, out of yeah. curiosity, before we get into the how uh, or what the group does, why that mm-hmm. name, do you think? Um, so I just keep giving the same answer. just received it in prayer. Um, they, so just, you know, praying over just what this is and how we're trying to help these young women. Um, First of all, if you were to look on the website or any of like our social media, um, sfwomensdiscernment.org, the image that I had created for this group uh, is the angel Gabriel kneeling, and he he's like one of the angels over the Ark of the Covenant, mm. so sheltering the presence of God. And before him is Mary, the Blessed Mother, also kneeling. And so here comes the presence of God into the world in a greater manifestation through, you know, her yes, and her yes brings the incarnation. Um, and so that is just such a significant reality, you know, that through this young woman saying yes to the Lord, uh, we receive our salvation. Um, but, you know, for all women, we have that similar call to, you know, be that witness of total surrender to the will of God. Uh, to say yes to what he's doing, and God wants to manifest so much uh, to the life of every young woman. So when we come to that place of being able to imitate the yes of the Blessed Virgin, um, then beautiful things happen. Amen. Love it. So what are some of the things that Ecce Angela Angela Domini offers? Uh Uh, So support for them to be able to discern. Uh, for, you know, I used to teach high schoolers, and it was kind of a, a tough comparison. When guys really feel called, 
to a vocation, there's just such a direct path for them to follow. You know, they could speak to the vocations office, you know, they could have their own formation, they could be sent to seminary, they've got a formator, they've got all sorts of stuff to kind of guide them. Uh, when young women would ask, you know, I might feel called to religious life, what do I do? Um, often the response is like, you could Google some religious orders and... Mm-hmm. go visit them or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, for a lot of young women, it's just kind of no man's land. And even when you communicate with an order, you know, each has their own process as far as what it would take to be ready to um, to enter. Uh, and so to help bridge that gap, you know, when you're in a place of discernment, just to, you know, feel supported. Uh, so concretely, that means, first of all, spiritual direction. Uh, we have three women, amazing women, who are trained spiritual directors approved by the diocese uh, who have agreed to be spiritual directors. There's kind of others that we're looking into as well. Um, so to just ensure that each of them has a spiritual director to walk with them um, through their own, you know, just really understanding what's the movements of their own heart. Um, and then formation. So I'm hoping to have uh, formation together before the group uh, throughout the year, maybe like twice a month. So just different topics in relation to discernment. You know, first of all, how to discern what what it means to live a contemplative life. Um, you know, the evangelical councils, you know, just even the feminine vocation, all those kinds of things. You know, how do I really encounter this in myself and confidently uh, proceed with the Lord? Mm-hmm. Um so, you know, formation, uh, and again, probably ending, because I'm hoping to have people commit for like a semester at a time, and then maybe again in the summer, because we have all these college students home. So then as that semester comes to an end, we just have like a day retreat. Uh, and it's looking like we have college students interested in doing their own uh, a digital spa group, so that they could be meeting regularly to just share their own journey. But then as they come home, then they could gather with those in Sioux Falls. So, and then, so yeah, so we've got spiritual direction formation and then uh, fellowship um, among the members of the group. And so, uh, concretely, that would mean having small groups. And that just gives the chance, especially for those who are just very, you know, interior, melancholic types, uh, to be able to just talk with one another about what's going on in their heart, uh, to share the graces that, that God's been giving, and to develop those relationships. Uh, and then with that as well, uh, to that for them to be in relationship with one another. So I want to encourage them to maybe have like at least one way that they get together and pray each week. So maybe that's mm-hmm. 6.45 a.m. Mass at the cathedral, or get together for evening prayer or something, get together for a meal. Um, so just so that they're, you know, to, to commit to something, even to commit to that, that decision, like I'm going to discern right now, is much easier when there's something tangible about it. Mm-hmm. Say, for the next four or five months, I'm going to do this. And there's actually ways in which I'm going to like check in and I'm going to learn and grow and talk um, just to kind of really uncover what's going on in their heart, but then also to see the joy because religious life, you know, typically is not an isolated thing You're in a community of beautiful women. So uh, mm-hmm. and just really be able to encounter the joy of relationships as well. Well, I think that community is so important just because you see a lot of times the brother priests, you know, have such deep relationships with each other. And mm-hmm. 
we tend to forget that, like you said, with the women, that this isn't an mm-hmm. isolated situation. You walk with others, so why not discern mm-hmm. with others? I think that's right. a beautiful way of going about it. Yeah. So the the, the women get to meet each other um, and if they're all discerning. So then what are you hoping, how many people are you hoping, how many do you have so far? That's a good question. We hosted a, an event earlier this month. Um, the Sister Claire of Sioux Falls, who's from the Capuchin Sisters in Nazareth, uh, she was home on a home visit, and she just gave a talk about her own vocational story at Adoration. And there, um, about 25 young women showed up. Wow. Um, so, yeah, it was, it was amazing. And so I had, you know, I shared a little bit about what our objectives were. I got 10 names who put their names down and wanted to talk more. Uh, so from there, I've gotten some names, and then I've gotten a few others. So I know right now, I've got about, I mean, this is an ongoing thing every day. Mm-hmm. I'm just, you know, speaking, but at least five who are committed here in Sioux Falls, and another four, three or four that are committed to doing, like, a digital small group. Mm-hmm. Um and so my hope would be that we can add at least a few more before about mid-September is when I'm hoping to get started. Wow. Uh, so That's very encouraging. Kind of it is. It really is. And you know what's beautiful about it is just, you know, for me, when I contact people, it's almost like a hesitation thing. Like, well, we're doing this. If maybe you're interested. And there's just a number of them that are like, yes, you know, like, when, mm-hmm. when can we start? And it's like, you're great. I'm really glad that <laughs> I get to, you know, talk with all these people. Uh, yeah, so it's been beautiful to encounter the desire. Um, That's beautiful. Yeah. So if people want more information about the group, where can they go to find out more information? Uh, so we have a website, which is sfwomensdiscernment.org. And then there's an Instagram page, sfwomensdiscernment. Um, and then there's also a Facebook page, which is Domini. Sarah, just before we left, let you go, so not only women who are um, sort of discerning religious life, but also could women who maybe are attracted to helping out like you and some of the other married moms, uh, do, you, do you still have a need for that, that sort of assistance as well? Yeah, yes. Um, yes, and, you know, there are, there's been a few different people who have kind of been asking questions because they might okay. be interested in helping. But definitely, um, anything from, uh, you know, if, uh, one person who's helping me more on, like, a logistical side, just planning things and getting things set up, and okay. others who have offered to, you know, that are ready and trained to be able to offer retreats or do formation nights. Or some that another woman just talked with me yesterday who may be interested in just kind of being present when we have these formation nights. But, yes, yes, Absolutely. Um, if that's a, a particular call, that would be beautiful just to have a community of leaders, leading a community mm-hmm. of discerners. Perfect. Great. Thanks, Sarah. Sarah, thanks so yes, much for thank your you. time today. Yes, thanks for having me. All right. Well, we're, Chris, we're going to take a quick break and we come back. Reset ADHD's on. Sounds good. Look All forward right. to hearing about it. We'll be back with more Real Presence Live right after this. Live, engaging, and local. This is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. 